Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo Technology, and here we are again recording a wonderful session for the Neo4j Graph Database podcast. I'm joined today from uh, all the way from Texas in the USA by David Mesa from uh, NASA. Hello, uh, David. Hello, Rick. Uh, glad to be here. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thanks for making the time. Oh, my pleasure. Well, it's not every day that we have, you know, like a space-related uh, 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 guests on the podcast, so uh, it, it's, it's particularly exciting, especially because you know you've done some wonderful things with uh, with Neo4j. Uh, so, but David, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit to our audience? Sure. Uh, again, my name is David Messa. I am the Chief Knowledge Architect at NASA, stationed out of uh, Johnson Space Center in Houston. Um, and as a Chief Knowledge Architect, my primary role is to to look at the the technological roadmap for our knowledge services out of our chief knowledge office. Um, and we basically, I'm, I'm looking at doing this by merging information architecture and knowledge management in such a way that can provide our users with um, with all the tools, processes, and applications to really extract the, the, the golden nuggets of knowledge from our critical data. Wow, that sounds really exciting. I mean, I, I can imagine that NASA has a lot of knowledge, <laughs> so uh, you you must have a lot of interesting things that you that you've been working on. Um, I, I read your blog post on the um, the lessons learned database, David. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, what what we was looking at doing was with our lessons learned database is is that most folks, while while they find lessons learned the very important, and they want to make sure that they can get the lessons out of our uh, projects and programs from the past in order to implement them into our future programs and projects. Uh, I found that most people tend not to really look through them because they find it very difficult to find information inside of the, the lessons learned. Uh, so I needed to find a, another way of looking at these lessons learned that would give users, uh, one, a better way to search through the lessons and two, a better way to connect the dots between lessons to try to make sure they find all the relevant lessons for what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so is that, how did you get into graph databases then or, or how did that connect with, uh, you know, the, the wonderful world of, uh, of graphs? Well, I had recently, about two, three years ago, I had taken a course on social network analysis because uh, I was really looking at how to develop expert finders within our organizations and how to make those connections between people. Um, and when I was posed with this question from an engineer on our lessons learned on how to make it easier to to find information and how to connect lessons together, it, it just dawned on me that a graph database uh, while it works for people, it should work for documents also because they're also related in many different ways. So, so you're basically looking at a, at a at a at a graph of documentation of of knowledge, basically. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. We're we're taking the lessons learned, and after applying some some various topic model ag- algorithms to them, we can build relationships and connections between the the documents inside of there based on on the unstructured data inside the document. Uh, so for example, by using a topic model algorithm, I can create groups of topics for each of the lessons and, and they eventually correlate them together based on uh, self-assigned categories. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I build relationships in, in connections and nodes and relationships between these documents. 
And I, I read your blog post, and I, I, what, I, what struck me was that you actually use some other tools um, uh, together with Neo4j as well. You know, you use R for the topic topic modeling. I believe is that true? That is that's correct. Um, I'm a statistician at heart, uh, and <laughs> R has been one of my tools uh, for for many years. Mm -hmm. And and I utilize R to do the uh, the latent error clay allocation or topic modeling algorithm against the documents. Uh, but that that only gets me to the point of understanding my my documents for the analyst. I needed something more for my end user and, as I go forward. And that's where you also looked at uh, things like visualization tools, I think, right? The link careers uh, and, and and that type of uh, technology. Correct. Um, I having read through the Neo4j books to try to get as much information as I can on graph databases. Uh, there was a section in one of those books that talked about different types of visualis visualization tools. And so I did an evaluation of various different uh, applications, and I found Linkeros was uh, one that really showed, uh, at least for the end user, a very easy way to walk through the graph and the relationships as, you, as you're trying to find information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're uh, they're from uh, from Europe, right? They're from Paris, and we've been doing a lot of projects with them uh, recently. Actually, it's a it's a very nice uh, tool set. Definitely, uh, very cool. So, so how many users are using the the solution right now, David? Is there is a big community, or uh, is it just uh, experimental right now? It started off experimental just to showcase the technology and what it could do, so that I could secure uh, a little bit of budget uh, to try yeah. to expand. Um, but now, I'm, at this point, I'm probably up to uh, 150 to 200 different users that are, are utilizing the tool sets uh, to look through the information. But I hope to, as I move forward and as we, as I start showcasing this to some of our other centers, mm -hmm. uh, that I can expand this up to you know, several thousand over the next year or so. And, and that's by adding more more uh, topic models, more project information, more documents that you that you'll expand then, or, or how, do, how should I see that? Uh, correct. Uh, what what I'm doing here is showcasing how we can utilize these types of uh, machine learning algorithms and visualization tools mm -hmm. against our critical data uh, to make it easier for users to find that information. Uh, so more and more groups are are, ask, are coming forward and asking me to help them uh, visualize their data based on the article that I had written there. Cool. Well, that seamlessly sort of brings me to my, my, my last question, if you don't mind, and that's, uh, you know, where is this going or what, what's in store in the future, uh, David? You know, any, any insights or, or perspectives on that? Well, my, my ultimate goal, of course, is to expand how we visualize our, end, our data to our end users. Um, so I see a, a fairly decent connection between Neo4j and maybe some other NoSQL databases such as uh, Mon MongoDB or other document databases to help two things. One, to, to help capture all the documentation or information in a document database, but yet to, to work together to build relationships in Neo4j communicating with MongoDB in such a way that uh, it automatically creates the notion relationship based on how the information is inputted into the databases. Yeah. So, so that would be, you know, that the, the entire top topic modeling phase would be automated, sort of, or is that something different? 
Correct. It would be automated based on the fact that a user would just have to input their information or uh, or upload their information based on, on certain criteria, uh, but then looking at, at the topic modeling algorithm uh, and, and of course, playing with those algorithms to try to find the best uh, algorithm for the data uh, in order to be able to visualize it correctly. Super exciting. And I'm, I'm assuming that this will then get us to Mars, right? <laughs> well, I'm hoping it'll at least get us the, the information necessary to get us to Mars exactly. a, a lot quicker. My goal is to get that document, that information to, the, to our engineers and our scientists faster uh, because finding information is difficult, um, not just for NASA, but for many organizations. Many, you know, there's been different surveys and, and research analysis out there that generally takes an engineer anywhere from 8 to 13 different searches in order to find the information they want. Mm -hmm. uh, and that takes time. I want to shorten that time frame. That makes so much sense. I mean, it's a very popular use case for uh, for uh, Neo4j, uh, this graph-based search, as we call it. You know, whether mm -hmm. you're talking about engineering documents or uh, legal documents or you know published uh, articles, you know, it's a, it's a very um, popular use case, and and I'm very excited that you guys are are uh, are using it as well. So it's really cool. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. You're quite welcome. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that maybe you you're attending GraphConnect in a couple in the next couple of weeks or. Uh, 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 I wish I could. I, it was on my it's on my bucket list of things to do. Yeah. Uh, I may have to wait till next year to to get out there. Unfortunately, just uh, too many other things on my plate. Uh, I understand. Okay, cool, David. Um, look forward look forward to seeing you at some point. And I want to thank you um, so much for coming on the podcast. It's very cool, and uh, and also thank you also for writing the blog post. It's very much appreciated. Oh, you're quite welcome. With my pleasure, and I look forward to uh, uh, other top uh, other topics uh, in the future. Thank you.